Genesis 22, Genesis 22, and look at this uh, well-known portion of Scripture. And we'll just take a, a few minutes, but as you're turning there, uh, I'll go ahead and read this story, which probably most of you uh, could quote it. Genesis 22, beginning of verse 1, says, and of course, this is where uh, uh, Abraham is tempted. You might call it Abraham's Calvary, Abraham's Calvary here. Genesis 22 says, verse 1, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, behold, here am I. And he said, take now thy son, thy only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early uh, in the morning, and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. I like that. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? This great verse, verse 8, and Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together, and they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him and said, Abraham, Abraham. He said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, saying thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for burnt offering and offered in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of this place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. Boy, uh, what wonderful verses, man. You could just uh, expound a lot of things out of these verses. And boy, here God's tempting. He said, behold, here am I. Boy, uh, God was uh, calling him to do something. And he just said, hey, yes, Lord. And I like the way he said, the Lord said, take now thy son, thine only son. Isn't that an amazing thing? We said, well, what about Ishmael? Well, he, he, God only recognized Isaac in that sense because God only recognizes uh, uh, what's done by faith in our life. That's why he recognized Isaac as his only son, as his firstborn. Boy, people might look at and say, well, there's no difference between them. You know, uh, there's a lot of things we look at that don't need look, at, look any different in our eyes, but they sure look different in God's eyes, right? What only is done of faith, what only is done by faith is what God recognizes in our lives. So a good example there. So God tempts Abraham by ordering him again to take his son and, uh, and offer him at Mount Moriah. And so this was a real test to help Abraham grow uh, spiritually. 
You know, we want to grow, but uh, again, a lot of times we don't want to take those uh, difficult tests. We want to have great faith, but sometimes we forget that requires a great test uh, in, our, in our life. And an interesting thing is the land of Moriah was the district around Jerusalem where the temple was much later to be built. And just what uh, did God uh, order Abraham to do to Isaac? Well, to offer him up. And it's interesting, of course, this is in Genesis. Of course, then later, uh, uh, when the children of Israel come out of uh, Egypt and God sets up the law and God sets up the order uh, in which uh, sacrifices are able to be uh, performed. Matter of fact, let's look at that for a moment and you'll notice some common things there. Look at Leviticus uh, 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 chapter one, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus chapter one. And notice what God said about the sacrifices and then uh, uh, think about that when you read this concerning Isaac. Leviticus chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, it says some things about the sacrifice. Leviticus 1, 1 says, And the Lord called unto Moses and spake unto him out of the tabernacle of the congregation, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, If any man of you bring an offering unto the Lord, ye shall bring your offering of the cattle, even of the herd and of the flock. And if his offering be a burnt sacrifice to the Lord, a sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it of his own voluntary will. Notice that. At the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord. And he shall put his hand upon the head of the burnt offering and it shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. And he shall kill the bullock before the Lord and the priest Aaron's son shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood round about upon the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and he shall flay the burnt offering and cut it into his, into his pieces. And the sons of Aaron, the priest, shall put fire upon the altar and lay the wood in order upon the fire. And that's why you see uh, 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 somehow, even though the law had put down, uh, Abraham uh, taught Isaac some things about sacrifice unto the Lord. We know that uh, Abraham had had some altars. And so he knew there was uh, the wood and the fire was there. He, and he asked about that, verse 9, but his inwards and his legs shall he wash in water and the priest shall burn all on the altar to be a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire of sweet savor unto the Lord. And so we see some things about the offering. It had to be a male, which of course Isaac was, a male without blemish. And of course, uh, he seemed to be a good, obedient son, which uh, uh, shows something there. He had to be offered voluntarily by the owner. Now, of course, uh, uh, God uh, uh, told uh, Abraham what to do, but of course, he had that free will. He had that free will whether he was going to uh, 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 willingly do that. And of course, he was to be killed and the blood sprinkled. And of course, Abraham was ready to kill him. And then he was, it was to be cut in uh, uh, pieces. And then finally, it was to be washed and burned. So how much uh, uh, Abraham knew of this or he understood, we don't know. But obviously, he understood something because he had offered some sacrifices before the Lord. But what's interesting is they arrived on the third day. They arrived on the third day and Abraham left the day after God commanded him and it took him three days to get to Moriah, thus making the total time before he actually gave the sacrifice was four days. I noticed that they traveled three days and so it was on the fourth day, it appears that he would have uh, offered the sacrifice. Now, if you remember again, when the Passover was instituted, uh, Exodus 12, 
Notice some interesting things it says there. In Exodus 12, verses 3 through 6, it says this. I love these verses. Genesis 12, verses 3 through 6, it says, Speak unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, notice this, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an offering. So on the tenth day they were supposed to put up the lamb. All right, and I like that. A lamb for a house. Remember, we looked at that? A lamb for a house. So here it starts. A lamb for a house. Uh, we, had, we had seen a lamb for a person, and here we see instituted a lamb for a house. Verse 4, and if the house, ha if the, I love this, and if the household be too small for the lamb. It didn't say if the lamb was too small. It said if the household was too small. Amen. Amen. Hey, uh, uh, we got a lamb that's big enough. Amen. Uh, uh, listen, uh, our, our household's too small for the lamb we got. And so, hey, man, we got to share him. He said, hey, man, if that lamb's too big for just your house, you go share him with somebody. Hey, man, aren't you got a lamb that's big enough, amen, that you can share with other families. Amen. Well, I mean, it's amazing how God just put his word together and put these things together that you can look back thousands of years, amen, and just see beautiful thoughts concerning the Lord Jesus Christ and the word of God. Uh, it says there, and if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to him, amen, take the lamb and share it with your neighbor, amen. What a wonderful thought uh, that is. Unto his house, take it according to the number of the souls, amen, to the number of the souls, amen. Make sure every soul gets the lamb, amen. Make sure every soul in that household gets the lamb. What a beautiful thought that is. Every man according to his eating shall make your account for the lamb. Your lamb shall be what? Without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats and you shall keep it up, what? Until the 14th day. So how many days from the time you took it, you set it aside? You set it aside on the 10th day, you bring it out and you sacrifice it on the 14th day. And so we see the day that God called Abraham out, that next day he separated Isaac for the sacrifice, amen? And they went forth, uh, just like it says there, and they shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. What a beautiful thought and, and a beautiful type, amen, concerning the sacrifice uh, uh, here. So God was ordering him to slaughter his beloved son. So again, they arrived on the third day. Abraham left the day uh, uh, after. And again, it took three days to get to Moriah, thus making again a total of four days. This corresponds again to Exodus 12, 3, the Passover lamb being kept for four days. So Abraham then instructed his servants saying, abide ye here with the ass and I and the lad will go yonder and worship him and come again to you. Now, he knew he was going to kill his son, but yet he knew, amen, that they were going to return together because, listen, uh, he had already promised him uh, that, he, you know, this, of this seed, right, that uh, he was going to be blessed and, uh, and Isaac was the promised seed. So he knew that no matter what happened up there, that Isaac was going to be brought back with him. And so what amazing thought that is that shows his face. I don't know what all is going to take place up there. All I know is we're going up together and we're coming uh, 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 back together. And so you got to remember that God's given you some promises, just like he gave to his disciples. Hey, he said, go to the other side and I'll meet you there. And they got into a storm and they got worried. Hey, listen, don't worry what happens between here and there. 
Just know if he told you, amen, something's going to happen over there, it's going to happen. Don't worry about the storm that happens in between. Don't worry about the, the, the test that happens in between. Just know, amen, somehow God is going to make everything all right. You're going to make it through the storm. You're going to make it through uh, uh, the test. And so here we see a glimpse of Abraham's faith. Notice again, he tells the men, both he and his son will come back again. So thus, even though Abraham fully meant to sacrifice his son, he believed God would raise him from the dead. So then uh, the two uh, highest points in this uh, man's life were one, believing God concerning the supernatural birth of his son, and then believing God concerning the supernatural resurrection of his son. Amen. And what a beautiful thought that is. And of course, then uh, Isaac asked that great question, behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Which is a good thing. Boy, I thought about this. Uh, 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 now today we've got the wood and we've got the, we, we've got the lamb. Probably today the question in the church is where's the fire, amen? We talked about that this morning, amen? Uh, uh, we need the fire of God. We've got the lamb, amen? We just need to make sure that we've got the, uh, uh, the fire. So this question is still being asked by a frightened and confused world. Uh, where's the lamb? Where do we look for salvation? You know, uh, uh, again, the world, you know, sometimes it knows the question to ask, but it doesn't know uh, uh, where to go. And that's our job to point the way. So the heartbroken old patriarch softly answers his son, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And of course, you can get a lot of uh, meaning out that, that God will provide the sacrifice. And then also you can look at it in the prophetical sense that God will provide himself. Amen. It's amazing how uh, uh, you can see uh, uh, a couple of uh, meanings in that statement. So this one sentence is a complete summary of the Bible. Uh, God will provide for himself a lamb. That is, the lamb will come from God, but then God will provide himself for a lamb. And we talked about John the Baptist. That's what he said. Behold the lamb of God, which taketh the sin of the world. And then another time, just behold uh, the lamb of God. So either way, amen, it's, it's correct. So Abraham builds an altar and binds his only son on it. And uh, this little statement speaks highly of Isaac for he, he was, he was a willing sacrifice. Could you imagine how much, you know, uh, Abraham uh, uh, trusting his heavenly father, but how much confidence he had in his own father. Amen. Uh, in what he was doing. So that showed Isaac's great faith uh, in his father and in the heavenly father as well. I mean, he had to have a great faith to be willing uh, uh, to do that. I'm sure that Abraham had told him, uh, uh, Isaac, uh, how God was going to use him one day. So even Isaac had the great faith that, hey, whatever's going to happen here, uh, me and my father are going to make it, make it back. So he willingly allows his father to tie and bind him to a death altar. But then the Spirit of God records for us in a dramatic phrases the breathtaking action which now takes place on this hill. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. I mean, he was, can you imagine? Can you, I mean, can you uh, imagine God calling you that? What great faith you would have to, to uh, raise a knife looking down uh, uh, at, at your son. What an amazing thing that is. However, before he can do this, God shows him a nearby ram and orders his, this animal to be sacrificed in place of Isaac, the place of Jehovah 
uh, uh, the place of Jehovah Jireh. Going back to Genesis uh, 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 22, uh, verse, uh, verse uh, 12. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything upon him. For now I know that thou fearest God, uh, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son for me. Verse 13, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And I love that picture. You've probably seen it where it show that, that, that picture where it shows Abraham and Isaac going up one side of the, uh, uh, the mountain. And then it shows that ram walking up the other side of the mountain. Amen. Showing you that God is always working. Amen. On both sides of the mountain. Hey, whether you're, whether you're headed up a mountain, God's working on both sides of the mountain or even in a valley, God is working on both sides of the valley. Boy, your heart is heavy and your burden and you're wondering how God's going to take care of this. But I just love that. Uh, seeing that all through the Bible, what I call those split screen moments. Of course, you know, uh, when you're watching TV and two great events are going on at the same time, they split the screen, right, and show you both at a time. Well, this is a split screen moment, right? Uh, if if, if uh, live TV would have been there, they would have had a split screen showing uh, Abraham and Isaac going on one side and uh, showing that ram coming up the other. Uh, I like that one in uh, uh, later in Genesis uh, when... Uh, uh, um, when Jacob, he's all tore up uh, about uh, uh, Benjamin and, uh, uh, you know, all these things are against me. And then uh, uh, while he's over there be, uh, bewailing all that, what's happening? All those wagons are coming, amen, with all that he needed being supplied on the other side. God, God was working on both sides. You see that all through the word of God, amen? And so how many times can you look in your life? You're like, man, how's this gonna happen? How am I gonna get through this? And boy, uh, uh, and all of a sudden you realize Amen. That God, Amen, uh, 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 was working uh, in that vent while you were going up that mountain or into that valley. God had the need already coming along your way uh, to take care of you. What a what a what a beautiful uh, thing and thought that is. Many examples of that in the Word of God and a beautiful picture of it uh, right here. But uh, uh, let, let's finish up. It says, but before you can do this, right, we see the thought of Jehovah Jireh. We'll end with this. The title Jehovah Jireh is one of God's great names in the Old Testament, which of course you know means the Lord will provide. Does it really pay to serve God? Yes. God had already provided Abraham with the following fringe benefits. He'd already, look at all these things when you study Abraham's life through the word of God. He'd already promised him eternal salvation. He'd already promised him guidance through his life. He'd already given that he would have courage for his needs, given him spiritual blessings, met his earthly needs, and of course, given him forgiveness, given him a son in his old age and continued to protect him him and gave him the promise of a heavenly city. So before uh, leaving this, notice some striking similarities between Abraham the father and God the father. Who did he offer? His only son. They both had a beloved son. Both, uh, uh, both Jesus and, of course, uh, uh, Isaac were both born miraculously, right? Of course, uh, Christ's birth was more miraculous, but even Isaac's birth was miraculous. Both uh, uh, God, Abraham and God the Father had willing sons, just like Jesus said, no man taketh my life. I have the power to lay it down. I have the power to take it up again. Hey, just Isaac the same. Hey, uh, you don't think that he was uh, 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 physically, if you will, uh, stronger than his father? You don't think that he could have ran off? You don't think he could have stopped for going? But he, like Christ, was a willing, was a willing sacrifice. Uh, 
Uh, both received their sons back with great joy. Uh, no doubt, amen, uh, Jesus rose again and he and the heavenly father were re reunited when Jesus ascended. And no doubt, amen, the joy that Abraham uh, had when he realized, hey, he knew his son was gonna go back with him, but at least, amen, he didn't have to do the things to him that he expected. And both made careful preparation for their son's wedding which we'll see, amen, uh, maybe next time, right? Uh, God the Father is making preparation for uh, his son wedding. And then we'll see in Genesis 24 where uh, Father Abraham had many sons, right? Had many sons. Oh, uh, who likes that song? Be honest with me. Who likes that song? You like that song? Huh? Yeah, I, I remember one time, uh, one of the first times I ever filled in for Brother Abraham as a young, uh, Brother Abraham. <laughs> You didn't know I was that old, did you? Oh, man. Hey, besides my back, I'm doing pretty good at 4,000 years old. Hey, uh, uh, Brother Alverson, right? Of course, he's an old man now. Uh, Brother Alverson uh, in the military church. I don't know what got me sidetracked on this. But everybody came into church that night. It was a Wednesday night. Man, people were complaining and this and that. And I said, you know what? You guys need some encouragement. Let's stand up and everybody, right? He put me in charge of the singing. Boy, the worst things he ever did, right? And I led in Father Abraham. Had that whole church standing in the pew going, going like this, amen? And let me tell you, they were feeling better, at least acting like it by the time we got done with that song. Amen. Maybe we'll try that one night. All right. Father Abraham had many sons. Amen. Uh, but uh, he, he, and uh, that's a beautiful story of how he prepared uh, for his son's wedding as well. But what a beautiful thought that is in Genesis uh, uh, 22. Boy, just like uh, uh, all through the word of God, there he is, there he is, there's Jesus, there's Jesus, amen, there's the gospel. I mean, right there, a beautiful, a beautiful picture uh, of the gospel. Man, that gospel is all through this book, amen. This is a death, burial, and resurrection uh, uh, book. Amen, centered around Jesus Christ. Let's pray.